Hello and welcome to the FTR State of Freight Rail Market Update Podcast. Thank you for joining us as the calendar turns to 2023 uh, for the first podcast of the new year. Hopefully uh, you were all able to get away, get a nice break over the holidays, uh, get some time away from the office, some time with family and friends, and just a chance to recharge as we head into uh, the new year. Hard to believe it is already 2023, but uh, here we are. Uh, here we are upon us, the, the dawning of a new year, and we'll try to provide some light as the year goes on as to what what volumes mean and where we're headed from a volume perspective. Certainly, it uh, it could be a good year, it could be a bad year. There's an awful lot of uncertainty on the table from the broader economy to uh, modal-specific issues that we'll tackle uh, on and as we go through the year, uh, but certainly something that we will... Uh, many different issues, in fact, that we will keep our eyes on. As the new year begins, I would be remiss if I didn't flag on your radar uh, this coming September, uh, the FTR conference, uh, once again, uh, will be in Indianapolis at downtown Union Station at the Crown Plaza in the Great Hall, uh, where we've been for, for many years now. Uh, many of you already put it on your calendars every year, but for those of you that, those of you that don't, uh, remember September 11th to the 14th, Get it on your calendars. Plan to be in Indianapolis. Uh, registration will open the 1st of March. Uh, we're putting together a, a robust speaker lineup as we speak. Uh, you will not want to miss it. Four great days across the rail freight, rail equipment, truck freight, and truck equipment markets to tell you everything that you need to know about 2023 and looking ahead to 2024. Hard to believe we're already talking about 2024, but by the time we get to September, it will be right on right on our doorstep. And so let's jump in this week and let's start the new year talking about uh, where volumes are. And volumes uh, did what you would expect them to do for the most part over the last two weeks of the year. Remember that this week's uh, volume data is through week 52, so it includes both the Christmas and New Year's holiday. Uh, so volumes, as you would expect as we go through here, are fairly weak. That is not unexpected. That is not necessarily a bad sign for most commodity groups. We normally see a significant decline in activity uh, as we get into the Christmas New Year period. Uh, this year we also had uh, a major snowstorm across Chicago and much of the upper Midwest uh, that helped slow things down and, sort, and short circuit some activity that was going to go on to be out there. And so volumes got hit with the holiday, they got hit with the weather, and so they are, <coughs> excuse me, predictably weak as we, as we end 2022, as we look at these numbers for uh, the end of last year. Uh, they are not particularly rosy numbers. Uh, they were never going to be particularly robust numbers uh, just because of the timing of the year. And then you throw a snowstorm on top of that. And certainly uh, they, there is not a whole lot of, of happiness in these numbers. Hopefully, though, uh, being the optimist at the start of the year, uh, you would hope to think that volumes will recover quite quickly, and that as we start in in January, we will see those volumes uh, rebound and recover uh, very, very quickly. And so let's let's jump in and let's talk through those numbers. You can see intermodal uh, down dramatically, uh, down very dramatically over the last couple of weeks. And it started even before the holiday period. We started to see a sort of pre-holiday weakening and then it just deepened from there over the holiday period. Uh, we're down significantly from last year. We're down significantly from the five-year average. 
the test will be as we start 2023, how quickly does, uh, does the volume picture rebound? How quickly do we uh, recover back to that 350, 360,000 car load a week uh, level that had been the standard for most of 2022? The trailer market, uh, it certainly is past the parcel peak. We're definitely seeing the sign of that. We're also seeing the sign uh, of the typical holiday period slowdown. We're well off last year. We're well off the five-year average. Essentially the same trajectory, the same pace that we've been at uh, for much of 2022 held serve in those final weeks, even as volumes, uh, even as volumes declined. Container volumes. We talked about this in relative, in the perspective of overall intermodal. Uh, it was down a little bit uh, earlier than expected this year. Certainly, you created a little bit of a delta between last year and the five-year average when that happened uh, back in the week ended uh, December 17th, and then it continued through the holiday period, and we uh, declined pretty significantly uh, more than our five-year average, uh, but really more or less in line with what we did back in the holidays at the end of last year, the end of 2021. We see eventually the same level of volume in 2022 that we saw, we saw at that point. The carload markets, uh, essentially the same picture except for one outlier that, that I'll talk a little bit about, and that outlier is pulp and paper. We'll talk about that uh, when we get there as we go through. But overall volumes, you can see that on the carload side, uh, we held in there uh, until, again, sort of just like intermodal, that week before the holiday, we saw an early decline, and then it just fell off the table from there, really, in the Christmas week, and then continued down in the New Year's week well off of last year, well off of the five-year average, down nearly 250,000 carloads a week. To give you some perspective, in the holiday period, we're essentially right back to the levels that were run at during the freeze of 2021, when a lot of industrial manufacturing activity on the Gulf Coast was shuttered for several weeks. That's essentially the same level of activity that we're seeing on the railroads in the New Year's holiday week. So we would expect to see that recover. We would expect to see that bounce back fairly quickly. Uh, but certainly it was not a, uh, not a, a great year-end performance for the carload markets. Worse than last year, uh, worse than the five-year average. And it was pretty much, pretty much across the board. If you look at economically sensitive freight, uh, you can see that it, it does the same thing. It holds in uh, better than overall carload in the week prior to the holiday, the week ended December 17th. But then during the holiday period, it does uh, very dramatically fall off the table down below last year, down below the five-year average. Uh, and we'll have to see again how quickly does it recover. We would expect it to recover fairly quickly. If it doesn't, uh, that would be certainly a cause for a lot of concern, both from the carrier's perspective as well as from the shipper perspective. Everybody's going to be watching that very, very closely as we get through as we get through the early weeks of 2023 to understand what level of volume is going to be the steady state for the year. Now, as a reminder, when we talk about economically sensitive freight, that means we exclude coal, we exclude agriculture, we exclude petroleum. We look at just those sectors that are more closely tied to the underlying economy, just those sectors uh, that are more closely derived to actual economic demand, things like lumber and wood, things like metals, things like automotive, those sorts of, 
of durable sectors, and we exclude the things that are more closely tied to commodity markets. Things like grain, things like coal, things like crude oil that move on a commodity market basis rather than an overall economic basis. And you can see that it is not a good couple of weeks. That's important because economically sensitive freight are going to be those categories that drive carload growth over the longer term. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast regularly uh, in 2022, uh, you know that we've talked about how it's not going to be coal, it's not going to be grain that drives sustained, consistent carload volume growth over the longer term. We're going to have to see some of these economically sensitive freight categories come in and pick up the slack, come in and uh, help offset some of the losses that we expect to see, particularly in coal, uh, over the next year, year and or more. Now, coal, uh, it, it did decline pretty significantly in the holiday weeks. We saw a little bit of a tick up, uh, a little bit of a blip, if you will, uh, in the New Year's week, uh, but still operating uh, well below where we had been for much of 2022, well off of the 2021 level, well off of the five-year average. And we'll have to see again, how does this rebound into 2023? We have an awful lot of uh, plants that are coming offline this year. We have an awful lot of uh, potential uh, reduction in freight demand in this category. What is the steady state level? What does it come back to? Does it come back to, to 70,000 or above where we had been running for much of 2022? Or does it stay closer to the, the 60,000 level uh, that it's below at the moment? Where do we... What does equilibrium uh, mean for coal as we get into the early part of 2023? We'll have to wait and see on that. Grain volumes uh, showed a decline over the holiday period, but they did not uh, decline anything more than you would expect to see in a typical year. We're essentially right in line with our five-year average, right in line with 2021, and we would expect to see this bounce back pretty quickly over the next couple of weeks to get back to that thirty-five to 40,000 carload a week level as we get through the next month to six weeks before we start to see South American product enter the market and compete a little bit more uh, with the North American harvest that came off that came off toward the end of 2022. Looking at the chemicals markets, shifting back into some of those more economically sensitive freight categories, if you will, uh, chemicals did not have a very... <coughs> excuse me, a very good holiday period. Uh, we declined pretty dramatically, uh, down about 20% on a year-over-year basis. We saw a little bit of an uptick in 2021 as producers all continue to try to make back uh, what they lost earlier in the year during the freeze. Uh, we didn't have any of that effect in 2022, uh, but we also were down below the five-year average uh, in 2022. So that in and of itself is not a good thing to be below a historical normal for the chemicals sector. <coughs> we'll have to see uh, what happens here in 2023. Certainly natural gas prices have come down fairly dramatically uh, over the last couple of weeks. What will that do to uh, chemicals demand? What will that do to chemicals production? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But certainly this is one of the key sectors. This is a sector that uh, is going to have to carry the load in terms of carload volume growth in 2023 and beyond. Looking at petroleum products, uh, we certainly declined in the Christmas week. Uh, we bumped up a little bit in the New Year's week, but still, uh, while we're above last year, 
uh, were well below the five-year average, and we really didn't see any sort of a seasonal uptick. Normally, in petroleum products, you see a little bit of a run-up between Thanksgiving and Christmas in terms of the amount of volume moved as, as year-end transfers get made. Uh, we didn't really have that this year, so we'll have to see where petroleum products comes back to. We're sitting at the moment right around 18,500 carloads a week. That's below the 19 to 21,000 carload a week level range, if you will, that, that the sector has moved in, the category has moved in for much of the year. We'll have to just sort of see how that plays out into 2023. Stone, sand, and gravel. It certainly also took a decline at the end of the year. Uh, not entirely unexpected. Essentially, a little bit below last year, but right in line with the five-year average. In fact, a little bit better than the five-year average. And you saw construction activity slow down for the holiday. You had a major winter storm across the upper Midwest. You didn't have uh, a demand for construction materials. You didn't have demand for aggregates for road construction across much of the country. So that's uh, certainly not unexpected that you would see a sharp decline uh, over the end of the year weeks. Overall, it's a very good year for stone, sand, and gravel, and one that we hope uh, will be able to be maintained in 2023, though uh, we'll just have to, to see how that, how that plays out. Automotive volumes, certainly things have been normalizing here over the course of the last several quarters in terms of production, in terms of the automotive sector's uh, its own semiconductor issues. Uh, volumes are down. Volumes are down dramatically in the Christmas holiday week, but they're not down anything more than you would expect seasonally. We're still 10% above last year's levels. We're essentially close to our five-year average. The automotive volumes, yes, they're down. Uh, yes, they're down pretty significantly from where they were in the middle of December. I wouldn't worry about automotive as we get into uh, the new year and plants come back from downtime and uh, get back up and running at full rates. I think automotive will uh, take care of itself. So to wrap up this week, there, there was a lot of weakness out there in intermodal and in carload. Certainly there was a, a seasonal year-end dip uh, out there for volumes, something that uh, we would expect to see, something that we have seen uh, most years. So it's not entirely unexpected, uh, but certainly there were, uh, there were some outliers, particularly in the forest products sector, uh, where those volumes were down a lot weaker uh, than you would have expected just on natural, natural historical trends. Uh, lumber and wood down uh, almost 10% on a year-over-year -year basis. Continues to be hit by rising interest rates, continues to be hit by slowing uh, housing demand, and that started before the holiday period and was accentuated during the holiday period. Pulp and paper, normally you see a seasonal uptick the last few weeks of the year. All that, that Christmas holiday demand for cardboard boxes, for wrapping paper. Uh, not only did you not see that over the holiday period, uh, you saw a rather dramatic decline in the last week of the year, down below 6,500 carloads a week. Uh, it's been a long time since we've been at those levels in pulp and paper. Uh, we'll have to see what that does in the new year. I am not overly bullish on the sector. Uh, we'll have to see if we get back to 7,500 or if this is resetting to a new normal as we go forward. Uh, certainly there was a run-up uh, in the Thanksgiving period that then quickly dissipate it. We'll have to see what the steady state run rate for pulp and paper is in 2023. Uh, it is certainly the most weak of any of the carload commodity groups. It's something that we will have to 
keep an eye on into the new year. And with that, I'd like to thank you all for listening this week. Hopefully you all had a great holiday. We look forward to uh, providing you not only uh, volume recaps in the new year, but also a host of special guests, a hope of uh, different different viewpoints as well as we get through as we get through the year and give you some compelling intelligence you can use uh, in your business to think about where we are and where we might be going. As always, if you have questions, if you want to discuss what you're seeing in your business, what you're seeing out in the marketplace, what you're seeing in the podcast, what you're seeing in our reports, feel free to reach out. We, we get up in the morning to talk about transportation, to talk about uh, the markets. Reach out anytime. We love to have, have those conversations. And with that, as always, I am your host of the Rail Market Update podcast, Todd Tranowski, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal at FTR. Thank you for joining us this week. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week.